0: On this episode of the Ask Mike Reinold Show We talk about some of the internal workings Of what we do here at Champion We're going to answer questions about how we specifically do things Like online coaching, one-on-one treatments And our professional attire The Ask Mike Reinold Show Helping people feel better Move better And perform better Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. I'm up here at Champion PT and Performance. We're here with the, the, the new and rejuvenated David Tilly. great. Fiji was great. Great to be back. Dave Tilly's back from sabbatical. He decided to make it into work today, so we're good. We're solid. I like it. Uh, Lenny Macrina, Dan Pope, all here answering your lovely questions. We are here to serve. We are here for you guys. So uh, without further ado, let's introduce the students. We'll get them going. Mike Scaduto from Northeastern University, the Skid right Keisha what the heck from Regis University is here to uh, read some of the, the questions what the heck
1: Peter from Florida asks the strength and conditioning field has been doing online coaching for some time to work with people from a distance have you considered doing this for physical therapy as well
0: all right, so on, so online coaching, yeah, online coaching's is big, right? I mean, I think as the internet grows, um, which is good, you know, we have a way to uh, share our knowledge and expertise to a larger crowd of people through online. Uh, I think this is a lot easier with strength and conditioning, right? Um, uh, some platforms are coming out to try to do physical therapy. Um, I don't know if there's some legality things. I, I'm I'm pretty sure people are doing do it though. I, I feel yeah I, yeah I feel I feel, I feel I feel well they, they do it I don't yeah, so. Uh, I I don't know have any of you guys tried it
2: i I dabbled in when i was in the beginning of kind of like growing gymnastics niche that people were asking like can you do a consult like i made it very clear that i don't want to try to diagnose somebody because i'm i don't know i just personally feel like it's really hard to get a feel for what's going on without like doing an evaluation and seeing and moving your hands on and moving stuff yourself and i did a few of them and, and after two i was like i just didn't resonate well with me
0: so i stopped yeah, it's hard to diagnose, right? Yeah. yeah, so so at Champion we're actually we're building out our online coaching platform now where we're actually putting together a bunch of great, great features that we're gonna be having at Champion that you guys are gonna be able to follow some of our programs from a distance, that type of thing. Um, I, I don't I don't know. I don't have a good feeling about physical therapy, though. I I don't think we're gonna give you a good diagnosis without being able to touch you, without being able to yeah. do things. Yeah. Um, you know. Also, I mean, like I, I
2: test retest yeah. with like hands on stuff too. Yeah,
0: you know, I mean, I I, th- I think we can do correctives. I think we could, you know, try stuff like that. But actually, a diagnosis, I think you're doing yourself a disservice by by coming to us for that. I feel like it's better to be hands on. Mm-hmm.
3: I feel like you can not do it in some ways. I think part of it is that we're probably not good at it yet, right? You're sitting behind a computer, you want to put your hands on someone, you're not really sure where the range of motion is coming from. Uh, What I think has been working pretty good is we have a couple athletes that travel from long distances, and we get to get our hands on them, figure out what we think is limited, and then we follow them up. Maybe we have like a really smart trainer, or there's another therapist out there that we can, or athletic trainer, that can look at them on a regular basis. We just keep prescribing new exercises and and tweak things, and just, we're like consultants in some ways, just trying to make sure they're making the right decisions. But that model seems to work pretty well, but I agree with you, it's, it's really hard to do this online, and I don't think that we know how to do it, and whether or not we're making the same impact. Um, in person as we
0: are online yeah that's a good point though like it, I've done that too quite a bit where you just you just see somebody once and then you can help them for months usually because you know what they felt like you did your special test and you can kind of see their progress that makes sense so um, yeah interesting but um, yeah we're gonna be doing some online coaching so check that out um, you know keep an eye out for that we'll be getting that going but PT I don't know if we're gonna be doing that yet I don't know I,
1: I, again it's like the legality thing too if you're gonna bill for physical therapy and give them codes and so they can go through there and <laughs> insurance like I can't see somebody in Wisconsin or in New Jersey I don't have a license in that state like I don't know how that works I don't know if you do a wellness visit like it's just there's a great area or a world that I don't know if I want to explore never mind yeah. what we talked about yeah
0: we're getting there we yeah. get in there we'll figure it out awesome what's next kid John from
1: Philadelphia quick job search question I am wrapping up PT school and trying to find a job in a lower-volume clinic that focuses on one-on-one time and quality care job market seems to be mostly chain companies with a meatpacking plant type model. <laughs> I've, tried, I've tried online job searches, networking, and everything else. Any suggestions? Is there one-on-one? Is the one-on-one high-quality care model extinct?
0: I, I wouldn't say it's extinct, but it's certainly being pushed out by insurance companies. So you know, we're, we're in an interesting kind of field now, where you're actually starting to see. Even just primary, um, not primary, uh, private practices with physical therapy kind of getting bought up with conglomerates as well and the big, large thing. And we've done this several times just in our careers where we've seen like in the 90s, like the big health south and physios and stuff. Or they got like super, super big and then we kind of you know, went the other direction for a little bit. And I think now we're going back to that. I mean, you, you get better uh, rates from insurance companies when you can negotiate, you can distribute your your uh, you know your your billing departments and stuff like that over like numerous kind of different clinics that those types of things. So um, yeah, I, yeah, unfortunately, I think the insurance landscape is definitely making this t- more more difficult to do. So you could you could say oh shucks, right, or you could say well there's a market opportunity for you, right? So <laughs> as a new grad, I think one of the first things I would I don't, know. I don't know if caution's the right word, but a new grad going into one-on-one care like that, like one, I don't know if you're ready for that. I don't know if you're going to be able to give... Good enough care, because if you lose that, if if you don't do a good job, you lose that person. They're not coming back, and it's you know they're gonna pay, pay a premium to go work with you. Uh, but two is, I don't know if that's what's best for your educational development. Right? We've all worked in those what would what you say meat packing factories. We, we've all worked in those. Yeah, we pa- we packed a lot of meat <laughs> over over, <laughs> over our careers, and uh, um, yeah, yeah, I I think we all I think we all kind of you know got. A Away from that, I think we all wanted to go, get away from that. But I also think we all earn that, right? We all we earn the ability to do that because we we set ourselves apart a little bit in our in our niches. So yeah, <laughs> right,
2: I was just talking about this the other day. We had a conversation because someone had contacted me um, from my school that I went to Springfield, saying like they really wanted to jump right into you know cash based one on one practice because they believed in it. It's
0: bet, like I bet they do.
2: It's <laughs> like I know it's ethically they want to help people, but like you just said, like I think that's a, a very not path to take early on. because You need a mentor, you need time for con edge, you need experience you just like get your like feet wet and really see a lot of people. And I think it's not like you want to, you know, go at that super high volume where you're overwhelmed, but I think you need to see a lot of things and see a lot of people and have somebody as a mentor near you, like in case you kind of get overwhelmed, like how can you help? And it was interesting hearing from Lenny's perspective because he's kind of been on both ends.
1: Yeah. I mean, you if you do have to join the the big conglomerate, just... Keep in mind your ultimate goal. Like you have a two-year plan, get all the experience, but use use them, use their resources, use their um, their their con ed programs, internal versus external. I know when I was at physio, they were big on internal stuff. So take as much as you can because they're going to give you a ton of opportunities and use that experience. And then with the ultimate goal of two three years, you want to move on and you know hopefully you have enough experience that you can do your own thing or
3: get with a smaller group in your network. I think that's great. The only thing I would add is that I think that uh, running room kind of cash-based therapy, if that's what he wants to do, is also a skill like anything else. So it's one of those things where, I mean, one of the students I finished up work with, uh, Zach Harmon out in uh, Colorado, one of the things that he's doing, he's working um, at a standard insurance-based practice, seeing a lot of patients, getting his uh, skills up. But he's also working two days a week at uh, different CrossFit gyms and, and practicing that because I think it's important to do both. Um, going from an insurance-based model to this is, is a little different. It's a different way of practicing. I think it, uh, it takes some work, um, and it's not as intuitive as you might think. So um, maybe starting off doing a little bit of both and then just pushing where you end up liking
0: Actually. Yeah, I, I mean we're we're here now. We're on the one on one kind of thing here at Champion. But it's 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 I think it's because we're ready. It was like an evolution of that, right? Like, um, man, I I used to see a ton of uh, meat at, uh, uh, <laughs> at, uh, in, 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 in my past, and, I, in, and in all honesty, it helps you, right? Because now I have that algorithm in my head when I see somebody. It's like this, like the sequence of things that you remember from past people. And I, I don't know if I'd not want to have that in my brain, yeah, right? What, what do you guys think from the students' perspective?
1: I think just the mentorship and the experience of seeing patients is super important. And that you, know, you get so much in school, but really that clinical exposure and clinical experience is what you're
0: going to build a huge part of your foundation yeah it's, a, on. it's all about reps right that's a good point right so let's say so let's say you, you either have six or twelve patients a day right you just in a year you're going to double your your reps you're going to so you're going to probably get better twice as fast right Skid, anything else yeah, i, in year? I
1: completely agree with what you guys said yeah um, i think a lot of students, they want, they see what we're doing here, and maybe students that come in and are clinical students here, they think like this is the ideal setup. But I think you also need to um, need to practice and get your feet wet, and just do do all the things, put the time in, like you guys kind of touched on. And get your reps in.
0: Yeah, you get you got to get there. You got to. Yeah. Everyone wants yeah. to just jump right to here. You I get, tell you get everyone there. I work with that was my
2: biggest mistake as a in my career so far is looking at an opportunity and saying this is great because. I thought everything worked well geographically and like for me, but there was no, not great mentorship and I really kicked myself but you're in
0: Awesome. <laughs> All right, so what, what, what's our last question? Let's, let's
1: Hugh from Pittsburgh. Quick clinic attire question. My current CI requests Attire.
0: That I wear... Attire. Alright, no, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> yeah. right, so quick attire question. That's funny.
1: My current CI <coughs> requests that I wear a shirt and tie. I seem to like it as patients view us as professional clinical doctors versus Jake from State Farm, polo and khakis.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Jake from State Farm. (laughs) So who am I? What am I, homeless? (laughs) (laughs) What am I? Like rolled out of bed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) On the other hand, it is also very impractical when demonstrating exercises and performing manual techniques. Any thoughts?
0: So that's interesting. So we've been through it all as well, right? So Lenny and I used to work with a shirt and tie. We used to do a lot of post-ops with a shirt and tie. So our tie would be dripping in bloody bandages all day. (laughs) Or we'd spend our day with our tie tucked into our shirt, which Mm -hmm. doesn't make you look professional at all. look like a fool so uh, it's it's kind of one of the two but we did that and I remember like this was like the big hell south like corporate world and then we kind of went to a private practice and did our own thing and like one of the liberations was to dress in yeah. a polo and, and khaki <laughs> which is funny <laughs> right I mean, there's definitely a look right you can definitely tell a PT from yeah. from a from a distance um, But we, it was like liberating to be able to do that right it was just so much better and then now I mean look at us now we're all wearing sweatpants I guess you guys are wearing slack are these what are these Lulu, is there Lenny, fancy some Lulu Lulus, or Lenny's? Lenny. That, is there, we're, we're wearing sweatpants. Do you think? So let me ask you, Kurt. Do you think we're we're not professional? right so you know it, it kind of goes to I think it goes to your clientele it goes to your demographics and what you do I think that we fit in with our model here I and mean, we have a more athletic model I mean, we're out in the gym half the time more than in here and this is kind of you know the vibe we want to create and I'm lazy so you know you put that all together <clears throat> so I mean these are my day sweats I switch into my evening sweats <laughs> my when, I, when I get home um, but but I mean I, I don't know I do like the professional look I remember being at Hell South I, I, I did try to look good, right? You try to look good professionally. But in in my mind, I think I want people to respect me for me you know not not because of what i'm wearing right so we've gotten away from that and people respect us they come to us for another reason right yeah. i think like too many students right now want to be like the dorky doctor thing like or like make that like a big thing right like and i think you're doing it for the wrong reasons if that's it you know like you know give quality care and stuff so I say
1: a shirt tie and a lab coat because if you truly want to be a doctor you need a white lab coat yeah
0: that's a good look and, good. And, and hey the there's, lab, P- there's pt <laughs> clinics around here with lab coats yeah that's a good point. Just in case somebody coughs phlegm on you during uh, a technically what a lab goes, but it's it for does, like yeah, you know, your, your Bunsen burner explodes <laughs> and you right like you and that's what it's for, right? So like what, what on earth orthopedically would you get the
3: right. hood gas down man. The-
0: yeah, that's funny. Dan, well, how do you feel? I mean, you're on the gym a lot. What, I mean, what do you think?
3: I mean, I generally take the shirt off as soon as patient. <laughs> 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 a patient comes. to show them I mean business. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 you guys. I'm you got what's here. I used to wear a shirt and tie. I actually started Tie Tuesdays at a place where I was working at. Nice. Um, I think that you, you do get a lot of people that really respect that you, you dress well and that type of thing. Uh, but then you get some people who are like, "Why are you? Why are you wearing this? This is ridiculous." And I split like seven, or eight pairs of pants. Um, so again, there's pros and cons to it. You know, I'm much yeah. more comfortable now. I like this better. But I do like the idea of as professionals trying to look like a professional and not just yeah. Always sloppy. I
0: mean, we do, we do wear polos here. We do we we yep. wear polos. So I mean, Polo, you know. So I mean, we do we do have collars. I mean, that's that's <laughs> part of our. Uh it's part of that's our it. uh, it's, it, yeah. It's, it's part that's part of our attire here at Champion. So um, we're, we're not too far away from you, and I think you should look professional. And I think you should look good. Yeah. I just think you have to adapt that to what that means in your environment, right? You know, like our clients wear sweatpants all day. So if we're in here wearing shirts and ties, they don't they don't relate to us as well, right? It's just it's just different, so. Awesome. Is that it? Awesome. Nailed it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, guys. Another great episode. Some great questions. We appreciate it. Go to MikeReinald.com, click on the podcast link, and uh, ask away. Ask us as many awesome questions as you can. The questions we're getting are amazing. Keep them coming. Go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, review, everything you can to help promote this. We really appreciate it to help spread the word. It would be awesome, and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast.